0: Everybody, what is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. I am in the podcast studio with today's Devo writer, Mr. Priswa Norsilus.
1: Thank you for having me, Emma.
0: I'm so glad you're here. Did I get your name right? Yes. Close enough? Yes. <laughs> I have been, great job. <laughs> I have been practicing. all, I know you a little bit from your time on Belief team. Do you still serve there? Yes. Helping people through the membership process and listening to testimonies. And so I would love to just be reminded, and so that those who don't know you can hear, how you came to know the Lord and what you're up to today.
1: That is a good question. Thank you for asking. Yeah. Uh, definitely. Uh, I w- I'm glad to. I can share that with you. Uh, I don't know if you have the chance, really to hear my testimony in the past when you used to live, a, yeah. serving as in the belief team. Uh, but I grew up in the Christian home uh, in Haiti. My dad is a pastor, and still uh, doing ministry. He's been serving for forty-seven years now. Wow, uh, Willie, I was uh, very acquainted with the gospel very young age. Uh, I think uh, one of the most important thing in my household was the word of God. And still today, uh, my parents, they always uh, make that a priority. So I used to hear the gospel all the time going to church as a young boy. And uh, I remember, I had a conversation one time with my mom and I told her, Hey, I want to become a a medical doctor uh, when I grew up, but uh, she responded. "Uh, Well, this is great. But I think I'm going to die before you finish your career because it's such a long career. But I heard the word death, and I was troubling in my soul. So throughout the whole week, I was, I was really that uh, constantly death. Death was going to my mind. and uh, But my household as well, so we have a lot of people used to come, used to live in our household. And uh, so we sat on the table that time. I remember clearly about maybe 15, 20 of us in a long table in our living room. So without no electricity, with a kerosene lamp, we... Uh, a set.
0: kerosene lamp. Yeah. Okay. Uh,
1: because, I mean, there's no electricity over there. Yeah, So you're in Haiti. In Haiti, hey, exactly. So I remember I told, uh, I was really doing my homework and I was crying, but one of my cousins saw I was crying and he was like, what's wrong? And he pulled me out of the room. And uh, I, when we got outside, piece black. And I was like, yeah, my mom says she's going to die. And he bust laughing and went back inside of the room and told everybody, I'm crying for food. So that was a little bit embarrassing because really, uh, we didn't have a whole lot of food for sure. But uh, he thought like I was hungry. That's why I was crying for food. Wow. So, uh, and uh, so they're trying to make fun of me. So I, I moved on. But a week later, we had a revival in our church. And and I went in front and I asked uh, the person, well, when they had the offer call, and I went in front and I asked uh, one of the deacons to pray for my mom uh, because she said she's going to die. And he said, as far as I know, your mom, she's, well, I haven't heard. She's sick. What's going on?
0: yeah
1: I said, I don't know. She says she's going to die. And that when he asked me the question, if you were to die today, do you know where you're going to spend your eternity? And I didn't have the answer for him. Wow. And so that time he shared the gospel with me. And let me know that yes you can know for sure you can go to heaven if you are to die today and uh so i was i was 10 years i was uh, really seven years old uh at that time and um fast forward i've moved uh from uh where i was in the countryside and moved to the capital city i was 13. but uh, the reality that what my parents were trying to really passing their faith through us was very dil- diligently and they did a good job, <laughs> I believe on their own and try to help us with that. So, so when I left home, basically I moved in the capital city to au Prince to go to high school, I was on my own. So basically if you miss church or if you miss your quiet time, really, as usually we, we did everything together. Uh, we're praying together early in the morning, five o'clock in the morning to do a devotion as a as family and through the whole week. Uh, my dad lead that on Sundays but after that everybody whenever you're capable to read they sign you to to do that so uh, and that's when I realizing what they were doing was a great thing so they didn't have behind me and to really to push me to do that so I felt I felt that hunger to go to church uh, really beyond time and serving in the local. on
0: your own at 15. yes or I was, high I was
1: yes I was 13 that's time. 13. Really. yeah wow. So, and, and I didn't like the way they did it, the process, because when you miss that, uh, for example, if you want to go to bed early, you have to tell the person who's in charge of devotion, hey, I need to go to bed. But if you do not doing that, what's going to happen, you're going to get punished. Wow. So if you miss devotion, uh, the same then you, you, you will get punished. So By as, the
0: school or by the... No, tr-
1: no by my parents.
0: Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> You'll get
1: spanking, will really. you? Yeah. Uh, so, that's when I realized, you know, they weren't behind me to to push me to do that, and I did that on my own. So that I felt like, oh yes, that's what they were trying to do. They show
0: you, but show you that it's good for you.
1: Exactly, but I didn't like, uh, you know, the spanking part of. Oh
0: yeah, no, <laughs> what what kid would, what kid would?
1: But but the, uh, moving fast forward, and now after high school, and uh, I came here for college and went to seminary. So that's when wow. my relationship really starting to develop a little bit deeper, understanding my relationship with Christ how that would be very important uh, and uh, so here we are today and you're uh, married get yes got married seven years ago uh, with uh, my wife Heather and we've met in a mission trip in Haiti uh, 2013 and we got married 2015 uh, so now we have a beautiful little girl and named Scylla Caris
0: Scylla uh, Caris. Caris.
1: uh no Silas so yes and uh, here we are today and Till continue serving uh, together in the believe team and, him and uh, just join God's mission and to reconcile the world with His Son, Jesus Christ.
0: I love it. I love it. That's such a beautiful story. And today we're in Acts 15 and you wrote the depot, the seminary student at the table with me today, or graduate, seminary graduate, I should say.
1: <laughs> what
0: What is your key verse from this chapter?
1: Uh, that's a good question. Yes. Uh, my key verse really is uh, verse 1 uh basically that's when when i read the chapter really uh, verse 1 and i think really it's really set the tone really to to what's going on uh, basically in the chapter yeah
0: uh, let I, me read it for us real quick yes go ahead okay but some men came down from judea and were teaching the brothers unless you are circumcised according to the custom of moses you cannot be saved and that sets the tone
1: yes very very good yes i, I love that uh, because really uh, when you as I, I believe any good paper, if you're writing a research paper, mm-hmm. so basically you need to have a good, strong thesis statement yes, to argue in your the thesis, point, right? Yeah, yeah. So, but and I think verse one is that is that thesis statement hmm. because really there's a condition over there, and and really looks uh, start exactly with that unless you do those kind of things. This is what's going to be happening. If you're not circumcised, you cannot be saved. But uh, really, look. He took the same argument and to go to prove exactly, no, it's not the case. Uh, so, and and that's the reason uh, this verse uh, is is really my key verse. And, 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 I, and I feel like, you know, it's it's really going to bring the clarity for people to understanding. Yes, uh, salvation is by grace through faith alone, not by works. Tradition, they're they, they good, but the reality, we cannot really place them above God's word. And that's what was happening here in this chapter and Luke tried to clarify that.
0: So how do you see God's character on display as as Luke's bringing that clarity? What do you what do you learn about God from Acts fifteen?
1: That's that's another great question, really. It's it's really reminded me uh, God, His love, and how He said that to in John John four uh, eight, and and the idea of love, because really uh, God sent His Son Jesus Christ to do one thing, really to to uh, die for the sin of the world. And and why he did that? Because he loves us. There's no other way. Uh, and I believe, as his words say that. And and uh, so there's no other way you can demonstrate to somebody how you love them by laying down your life for uh, for 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 that person. And Jesus, that's exactly what he did. And and also he he said the same thing in Mark uh, uh, Mark ten verse forty five when he said, you know, uh, he came to be not to be served, but to serve. And to give his life as ransom for many, for those who call upon his name. So basically, that's that's the reality, and we we see God's love, and that's the same thing. I, I'm calling to do that to love other people, no matter where they are, no matter what's going on in their lives. But Jesus, he demonstrated that so He loves people, no matter what's going on in their lives. He condemned what they was doing, what they were doing, uh, the, the sin, and that's exactly what we're called to do. We embrace them with grace and show them that humility and exactly another thing and I've learned in that too uh willie really God he's a gracious God very compassionate actually uh Exodus 34 talking about the same thing so how do I demonstrate compassion for people
0: yeah how do you li- how do you live differently in light of that So,
1: very good so basically we living in this world people have different backgrounds they have different beliefs they have different tradition but that helped me understand that hey why you not listen to people ask questions hear exactly where they're coming from and show them exactly, yes, even though we can agree and disagree on things, but the reality, show them the love of Christ. If I show them exactly God loves them, no matter what's going on in their lives, the way they are, and that's what's going to make a difference. I am not responsible to transform or change people's life. My role as an ambassador to really pointing people to, to Jesus and help them understand that, yes, He's the healer. He's the hope for the world. No matter what's going on in your life, he can take care of you. And do I have the answer for everything? No, but he is. So that's what I'm trying to do on my daily daily basis to do that and to help people understand listening and show them exactly how I can love them with the differences and how we can really, we don't have to be agreed on everything, but I respect your views, but the reality, there's a place for us to agree and disagree on things, but I love you the way you are. And God love you, but what He wants to do, to reconcile us together through His Son, Jesus Christ.
0: Absolutely. Priscilla, what do you do for work now?
1: I, I work for uh, DBU.
0: Okay, this, the university? Dallas Baptist so, University. Christian school, but what does it look like for you to engage with this in your day-to-day life working at the university?
1: Uh, that's that's another great question. Basically, even though I'm working in the uh, Christian environment, but at the same time, it doesn't mean like everybody's walking through the campus really Christian or or strong believers. Uh, so my role is really again to listen where they're coming from, what's what's going on in their lives, and how I can encouragement, be be an encouragement for them and encouraging them uh, through God's word and and listen. I mean. So especially like really uh, the international student group. So uh, for me, when I came here as an international student as well, this was uh, a challenge. Uh, sure. The language barrier and, and uh, your family behind, you really don't have friends to connect and the reality it's it's tough, but w- this is the kind of thing I'm looking for and how I can serving you really not only international students but really everyone who walk to campus and, and how I can really encourage them and do the word of God.
0: Absolutely. First of all, I wish we could keep talking, but we are out of time. So thank you for being here and sharing your story and talking about Acts 15, verse 1. And I'll be praying for you as you continue to be a light to international students at DBU. And as always, I am so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. Hey, we want to thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast?